Hello. Oh, hello. I'm Sammy. And I'm Steve. And you're listening to Rose Plate Special, the most dramatic, valiant, ladyingest, meat fallingest, uh, mansion slanderingest, bald babyest recap podcast of The Bachelorette ever. Ever? That was really yeah. good this week. Did you write that down or was that no. all just off the cuff? No, wow. it's always off. I don't think I've ever written it down. If <laughs> it's was, bad, that, it's probably just because I am not drinking a second cup of coffee inappropriately in the evening like I am right now. Mm, mm. Well, you did. <laughs> this is probably your best yet. So congratulations. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Firing on all cylinders. I was just like looking at my notes and I was like, what words stand out? Bald baby. <laughs> Valiant lady. <laughs> I was like, all right, I got this. Um, I've been so I just have recently become a convert to Notion. Do you use Notion? I, I don't even know what Notion is. <gasps> okay, cool. Because I felt late and now I don't feel late anymore because you just said, what's Notion? <laughs> um, do you use Evernote? What do you use for note taking? Um, I use Evernote on my phone and I have Obsidian on my Mac. And I also do some productivity stuff with Things 3. So I got all kinds of goodies. Wowie, wowie, wowie. Um, Yeah, look at me pretending to be organized. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, with a few different ones. So then it it fails. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Exactly. (laughs) You're not wrong. (laughs) So I started using Notion like in April. And it's kind of like Evernote, except like it doesn't suck. And Mm. I feel like Evernote used to be so good. And I I used Evernote all through grad school. Like I would um, upload my PDFs there and annotate on the PDFs. And I Mm. had like my phablet and I got a little keyboard for it. And I would type all my notes in Evernote. Like everything went in there. And they just like have stopped updating and supporting stuff. Have you noticed? (laughs) Yeah, they they made the UI like really ugly. Um, yeah, maybe like six months ago and that's it. <laughs> yeah. They're like brand new and improved. And like, they also used to like offer products and then they stopped doing that. They Like, I, I just feel like it's slowly shrinking and yeah. notion is like a note taking app where you can like organize things kind of in stacks, like notebook stacks, like you can in Evernote, but even like mm-hmm. more specific and you can do a lot of like cross-referencing links. It's kind of like Evernote meets Airtable, like, because you can, um, like, add kind of plug-in-y type of things, too. So you can have Mm -hmm. things that do different functions. So, like, I'll time track in it. I'll press a button and it'll track my time. Um, So it's really, it's really neato burrito. And uh, they also have a feature where you can uh, migrate from Evernote with one click and they'll pay you, like, five bucks to do it. And I I'm like, like five bucks is five bucks. Um, so I did it and it was really nice. And now I still have to kind of organize it a little bit. But I have all my notes now in Notion. And each episode is like its own page and like a sub page under the show. And so I just wanted to say one weird quirky thing about Notion and like the people who use it might get this is they'll like randomly choose like an emoji for your pages. And for some mm. reason for this episode, they chose like a saw, like a handsaw. And I just think I needed to say that. And I don't know if it's like a motif that will return, but uh, that's what Notion thought the emoji should be. <laughs> um, I don't know if it's like threatening or if it's like 
we'll build something together. We're building to something, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a metaphor. Anyway, I wasn't or sure. Or maybe maybe we're cutting not. something out with the saw. You know what did get cut out for me is the first ten minutes of this episode I missed, and so <laughs> and I was like, I'll go back and watch it, and then I forgot to, and now we're here. Um, so I didn't know what happened, but I did see Meatball. So I was like, okay, well, obviously Meatball stayed. But oh yeah, they didn't I, really explain the Meatball. The Meatball, he was just there, like. You think oh. they would have done more of a thing because it was just like, oh, will he or won't he be there? And it was obvious he was going to be there, but he's there. Yeah. Meatball. Yeah. What? Okay. What else happened in the first 10 minutes? Was there an interaction that I missed at the very beginning of the episode? Because um, I basically I basically got there when the group of guys were in France. Yeah. So they were kind of just hanging out. And okay. then Jesse came in and he announced that. Uh, they were going to France, and he spoke shockingly good French, like really good. Well, he's Canadian, and he must yeah, be but, from a French part of Canada. I think one of my friends told me that he married a woman who speaks fluent French too. Because oh, the other okay. thing is, is well, like, and and this is this is like there's beef between French Canadians and right. uh, uh, you know people who live in France. And I guess the the French that Jesse was speaking was like perfect, like France French. It wasn't. It did sound France. Oh, you know what? He's from Toronto, so yeah, he doesn't. He wasn't even in like. I was just like, well, he's Canadian. Yeah, you know. And I was like, so, Quebecois. Yeah. All of this is to say that I still think that Jesse is an extremely boring man. But now he has one interesting thing about him. He he's a boring really man who French. speaks French. <laughs> yeah kind of fun that he pulled that out of his back pocket and you could tell he was excited to do it um yeah. okay was there any stuff with hayden in the first 10 minutes or no was it all yeah oh, okay. so all of the stuff that they flash back to this is initially alluded to in the beginning of the episode basically okay, him sitting around yeah talking about he's comparing rachel to his ex-girlfriend <laughs> and, and i was confused so about this I couldn't tell if he was comparing Rachel to his ex-girlfriend or Rachel's boobs specifically to his ex-girlfriend's boobs or both. I don't know. Uh, and then the whole thing where he was, you know, calling them bitches or whatever. And that's not a good idea because, hey, dumb dumb, it's a house where you're being filmed all day. You think no one's going to hear this? Like, how right. are you that bad at reality television? This stuff always shocks me. And Meatball just, is sitting yeah. right there with his head in his hands. So <laughs> that proves how dumb Hayden is because not only are you on a show where you are being perpetually filmed by people who are looking to bury you at any given point, but the the people that you're speaking to, like they're all just sitting there like you are a horrible human being. And you don't think any of them are going to take advantage of this? Because I could tell you, someone will. Yeah, I mean... <sighs> It's like, I feel like we ran into in the past two weeks, these two guys who just thought they were like too big to fail, yeah. you know? And I don't get where either of them were getting that idea from. No, I have, Delusion. I have very little respect for the dumb villain. I need, I need a conniving, intelligent villain, which we don't yeah. have right now. Bring back Corinne for real. Um, mm-hmm. So, 
but yeah, so then I wrote, oh, look, there's Meatball. Um, so, okay, how about this cruise ship? Holy shit. Holy yeah. shit, that thing is big. I was like, like, I am not a cruise person. I'm sure mm-hmm. that surprises you. I'm sure you're very surprised to hear me say that <laughs> I'm not a Shock. cruise person. Uh, there's one cruise that I would ever go on, and that is uh, one of my favorite musicians, Jonathan Colton, hosts a cruise every year. And I was like, oh. I would love to go on that and just be with like fellow nerds. That would be fun to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and Tuck said the only cruise he would go on, there's like a kiss cruise. So the two oh, of yeah. us would go on, you know, our niche interest appropriate <laughs> cruise. But like, you're never going to catch me on like a carnival cruise or some shit or even like the fancy cruise. Like, no, absolutely not. Have you been on a cruise? I have never been on a cruise. Do you want to go on a cruise? You're not a cruiser either. I'm I'm indifferent. I think (laughs) if someone was like, hey, we're going on a cruise, I'd be like, all right, that's fine. You know, I figure I should try it at least once to determine whether or not I hate it. Uh, But I I have no desire. I feel like there's plenty of ways to get to plenty of places that don't involve me on a boat. So... I mean, I like the boat aspect. It's just the all the people. And I feel like a lot of Mm -hmm. people I don't necessarily want to be around. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's a bunch of people in a space where there's nowhere to go because you're there. It's the cruise. You're just on the boat. I don't care how big the boat is. It's just uh, plus, I mean, maritime law and, and murder at sea. I've watched enough episodes of Dateline to know. Someone could just throw me overboard at any point and I'd be I'd be lost. Dude, this is such a good point. Somebody I just saw a TikTok on this like yesterday or the day before. It's so weird that you bring that up. This this one lady, I wish I knew her handle. I'm so sorry. If I think of it, I'll put it in the notes. But this one lady was like, hey, pro tip. If you want to unalive somebody, the way you can do it is go on a cruise. And then she and she was basically like, you just, you know get some tickets for two, you know, throw this person overboard. And she goes, they have to investigate. They will investigate, but they aren't going to stop the cruise for that long because of how many people are on the boat. They can't stop it. She goes, how long are they going to investigate? Like an hour? Like whatever. Mm-hmm. She's like, it's a very good chance you'll get off scot-free. And I was, and the way she was saying it was like so casual. I was like, I don't want to get on your bad side. I do not yeah. want to get on your bad side. Like I slight you and you go, you know what? Let's go on a cruise. <laughs> da, da, da. Oh yeah. Like, or so just scary. like, yeah, you, you, you toss someone overboard. Oh no, my dear, the next morning. Oh no, my dear friend is, is missing. I can't find her anywhere. And then yeah. by that time you're what? You're like eight hours away from oh. the ocean where they're beating, being eaten by sharks. Come on. Oh dude. That's messed Boats up. are scary. I like boats, but my oh, my goal, I guess, is I just got to make like below deck money, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, you that's know, fine. Pay, spend what you would spend on a house for a week at sea. What the fuck is wrong with people? I'm like, that's a house. You just spent a house to eat caviar and watch jackasses with their shirts off entertain that's themselves right. for you. That's kind of as long as as long as Captain Lee's weird. there, he's worth a house to me. God damn it! God. Damn it. <laughs> it's hotter I than love- a pig's dick in the Arkansas in August. 
<laughs> Captain Lee is a treasure. He is a treasure. I would, out of all the people on Cameo, Captain Lee is like one of the top ones I would love to get a Cameo from. Yeah, I would that cry. would be the dream. Yeah, he would call, like, I'd be like, oh, please just call me kiddo. Please call me kiddo. Oh. Uh, oh, what a, a dream. dream. Anyway. A dream. <laughs> okay, so... So we've decided we're going to make below deck money and we're going to get on a boat with Captain Lee and it's going to be the best day of our lives. Um, <laughs> Why we podcast. Uh, so help us. Uh, help us blow up. We'll report back and we'll get Captain Lee on the show. Uh, anyway. Mm-hmm. So, okay. But Tyler is really skating on thin ice here because they're walking around this giant boat. So like basically if I ever had to be on a cruise ship, it would be like this with like 20 people you could never run into them on a boat that size like no hello like never um but tyler was like well it's a lot better than the mansion and i was like watch it tyler this mansion (laughs) slander will not stand okay you gotta you gotta watch it what if they don't rent it next year you know Mm, you gotta be careful you gotta watch your your mouth um and then Eric said the line that someone has to say every week. Well, if you can't find romance here, you're not going to find it anywhere. But I feel like the only place that line has ever been appropriate is Paris. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but they say it in like, you know, Banff. <laughs> Nothing against Banff. I want to go to Banff because of The Bachelor. But you know, people will be like, we're in Iowa. It's a place to find love. <laughs> like, uh, okay. Eh, sure. Yeah, you know, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, those are the last two vacations I took were to Iowa. Again, I'm not slandering anything. I'm just dunking on myself. Um, So they kind of have like a double date-ish thing and then they kind of break off and then reconvene and then break off again. So uh, I'm actually very excited about both of these dates. These are some of my favorite dates I've ever watched. Uh, Gabby and Jason and Rachel and Tino. And I think they make very like makes a lot of sense type of couples. I was like, this makes all the sense in the world to me, both pairings. Yeah, no, they're, they're good. And I, and I like it because Tino just seems like an all around good dude, you know? Yes. Uh, yes. And then for Gabby, she's got a guy who, isn't a, a loudmouth idiot. And imagine that he only opens his mouth when he has something worth saying. And what a blessing to have on The Bachelor. For real. Okay, so like, I'll talk briefly about the activities, but then, yeah, I kind of want to get to the meat of the dates. But I do like, you know, so Gabby and Jason are trying on like <laughs> berets and Gabby's like, I look like a bald baby. And then Rachel and Tino eat crepes. And then they're starting to make out in the back of the crepe truck. And I just wrote that I don't think that's up to code. Like, I don't th- I think there were health code violations occurring mm-hmm. in the back of that kitchen. Yeah. Pro- yeah. yeah, I would imagine. Yeah, I was like, this can't be. This can't be legit. Um, and then they get back together and it's like, oh, what'd you do? We tried on berets. Oh, what'd you do? We ate crepes. And then they go to like their individual dinners. And yeah, one thing I really like about Tino is he just seems like very calming and very solid and very sure in who he is, mm-hmm. you know, just like he kind of reminds me of Tyler, but Tyler was more of like a himbo and he's not really like a himbo. You know what I mean? No, no he yeah. kind of has like and I, it's and it's probably like the contractor thing. Right. But he's he just seems like very chill. 
they both want families. So that's nice, you know. Um, and then my favorite thing about Gabby and Jason's date is that Jason just starts talking about his experiences in therapy and what he's learned. And I mm-hmm. like cheered. I like cheer. I'm like, we love a man who goes to therapy. Oh my <laughs> God, finally. You know, and he's like, you know, he, like, I can't remember everything that he was saying, but it was just like, he was like, well, you know, like I had these issues and then I worked through them and this is what I've learned. And not like I'm freshly broken, but like I'm reflecting. And then, you know, Gabby brought up the whole rough around the edges thing. And he's like, and he's like, he doesn't deserve you to open up to him. Those are his issues that he's projecting onto you. And I was like, whoa, Jason, holy and shit. I, I was like I was, so impressed. In a in a room with three women watching that, and at the same time, they're all like, "Yes, <laughs> yes, a hundred percent." Because that's what it felt. Because it's like, you know, like Gabby said. I mean, Gabby seems like a very self aware person, and obviously, she's worked through a lot of things that have hurt her. But there are certain mm-hmm. things that are going to bring up those hurts again, and she seems to be very aware of them. And I think is very she opens up about it she communicates about it and she shows her real feelings and sometimes that includes like being emotional and she's just a human like she's just being a human being and doing natural human things and like there's nothing wrong with the way that gabby acts at all and she's like i like that i'm rough around the edges i like Mm -hmm. that i'm not this polished fake human being you know and jason's basically like yeah, like you contain multitudes and i that's what I like about you. And if someone isn't ready for that, they don't deserve you. And I was like, wow, mm-hmm. he's like, really? I mean, Nate is great, you know, and like Nate has really been like showing his affection. And I think he's oh, doing yeah. a great job like um, showing up and being present. But holy shit, Jason really gave him a run for his money on this date. Like... I was very impressed with the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, shit, you don't talk too much and then you you open up and, and talk, you know, in a positive light about your experiences with therapy and you have some insightful things to say. Like, are you kidding me? Just winner, get, winner. get the ring out now, man. Yeah, this, this yeah. is it. He's, he's like such, such a catch. Yeah, I was mm-hmm. like so impressed. And I also feel like, and like, I mean, because I like Zach, I like Nate, and those dates went really well, right? And so I'm not saying that I don't, I think they'll be in the final four as well. I think that's mm-hmm. kind of a no-brainer at this point. But looking at, I feel like Nate and Zach have kind of a younger vibe, and Tino and Jason kind of have an older vibe and i'm not saying like yeah. age wise i'm just saying like the energy yeah, what you're that they getting bring. from them yeah mm-hmm. like more grounded calmer more sure of themselves and they might be older i don't know um yeah. and so i think at the end of the day it's going to depend on what the women are looking for in terms of how they want their energy matched or complemented or whatever like do you want to be with somebody who is like super happy-go-lucky and fun in this, you know, like kind of pumping you up? Do you want to be with someone who kind of keeps you grounded and centered? And I don't think that there's anything wrong with either direction. I think Mm -hmm. they're both good. But I was just like, 
I was like, this is like one of the most natural feeling sets of dates I've ever seen on The Bachelorette. It just felt like normal couples going on normal dates, but they're in France. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No, it it, it did feel... It just, it just felt really natural. And it was good, too, that their whole thing was like... I, I mean, they showed some of the goofy stuff, I guess, in the end, like the post credit sequence. But a lot of this, yeah, it just felt like they were walking around kind of getting to know each other. It wasn't overly complex or or too activity-driven. I guess trying on hats is, a, is an activity, but barely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you would do that yeah. normally. Like, if you're in Paris, you're going to, like, walk into a store and be like, oh, let's go do this thing. Like, that's, like, pretty normal... Oh, Stuff. hell yeah. 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 No, it, it did. It, it felt very normal. And I think that's good because the other part of this is it's kind of it's easy to get caught up in just the the romantic mystique of Paris. And it is a God, it's such a beautiful city. And so when you have a date that's pretty like normal down to earth and you really just have to walk around and talk to each other and be real human beings, I think you get a lot more out of it. So, uh, yeah. This is productive I, dating. I also felt like Rachel was way more like touchy feely with Tino than with anybody else up to this point. Unless mm-hmm. they just filmed it more, but it was like every five minutes they'd stop and make out. Oh, <laughs> you know, and be yeah, like, for sure. oh, just hold on here. Oh, wait, hold my hand. But like, yeah, and that was sweet. And also, we know that Rachel had like a real like blow to her ego. And I think it was like the perfect recovery date for that too. Like this very solid guy who is very here for you has been laser focused on you since the beginning and isn't going to waver and be shitty. Um, Mm -hmm. Good. Like, and just, um, Oh, I'm going to bring in like (laughs) a tarot card thing, (laughs) but um, I can't remember what card it is, but one of my friends, so I was telling you this outside of the recording, but I was supposed to be in a show like in a couple weeks and it got canceled and we won't talk about like the whole thing, but it was like an unfortunate series of events that led to it being canceled and like maybe someone's ego, blah, 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 whatever. So, but my friend like drew tarot cards, like to kind of cope, mm-hmm. like this is my coping mechanism and we're going to read these. And it was one where it was like, there are these cups on the ground and a bunch of them were spilled, but there were still two that were up and intact and had stuff in them, you know? And they were like, we're focusing on these cups that fell, but we are not focusing on the cups we have, right? And I feel like it's easy in this show, especially the way this episode and like this season is structured. It's really easy to focus on the cups that are spilling for Rachel. And like, Mm -hmm. if she's not careful, that's what she's going to focus on. But she's got these full cups like dudes who are here for her and only her and are so excited to go on dates with her. And I think if she just focuses on that, she'll fare well. But I don't think that that's the road she's going down. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. that's as woo-woo as I'll get on the show. <laughs> <laughs> um, But yeah, so, okay. So we have the group date. Uh, This was kind of interesting because it was like a team Gabby group date. But then, like, the team Rachel dudes, like, watched. And it was just kind of odd. So they do, All like, of this is very weird. It's this whole setup strange. was kind of strange, right? So love conquers all, but not without a fight or whatever. And so they have, um, they have this boxing match. We don't really see a lot of the training or whatever. It was just kind of, like, 
or fighting for that matter. Yeah, <laughs> There's not a well, lot of violence here. And I think it's like right now at this point in the game, like all in the game, well, you know, in the show, like all the men are like friendly with, with each other, especially the men who are all like kind of on the same team inside, you know, are all kind of, mm-hmm. this is like before the conflict started, you know, with the new villain. Yeah. So, yeah. um, so it's like, okay, you know, <laughs> um, so they do this fighting and then they also are like talking, like professing their feelings to Gabby before they start fighting mm-hmm. and say all these nice things and then fight. But we didn't really yeah. see who like won, but she did end up talking to somebody, right? Like, um, who won? I don't know. Yeah. Like Spencer, I think maybe Spencer won. Yeah, they I think like Spencer, connected afterwards. Spencer won. And I, I don't even know if his, like, I, I mean, from my opinion, I don't think whatever he said before was the best, but apparently he fought really well and she liked that. But we didn't see yeah. a lot of the fighting, so it was hard to see, uh, you know, what that translated to. But the real story here is, even though it was Gabby's date, uh, the focus is on the downward spiral of Rachel and what's going on with her. Yeah, it was it was really weird. Um, <laughs> I get it, kind of, you know, um, because that's the conflict. But it's like, sure. I, I hate to focus on, it's like every episode, whichever woman's upset, we're going to focus on that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, that's, that's going to get that. old fast. Um, But I also understand why it happened the way it did. Like why these men were doing this for Gabby and why Rachel wasn't getting anything. But I also, and also the producers probably said to Rachel's dudes, like, hey, stand over here. Maybe they mm-hmm. thought like, oh, if I go over there, I'm going to get in trouble for like wrecking the oh, shot or whatever. That That's exactly what I was thinking. Okay. So I'm like, okay, put myself into their shoes. <laughs> and I don't know what production is like, but one, we're still pretty early on here. Two, the, the rules and the format and the structure of this season is crazy. So even if you're familiar with what normally goes on, it all goes out the window in this season yeah, of The Bachelorette. For sure. And then I'm like, I, I mean, I'm kind of a, a rule follower when, it, when you know, like someone in this kind of position of, of authority, if a production manager was like, okay, so you guys are going to stand here. They're going to fight the ring. The ladies are going to be sitting over here. I'd be like, cool, I'm standing here. Like, I, I probably would not have known that I was allowed to even go over there. And even if I thought, well, maybe it is okay, Rachel and Gabby are sitting next to each other. So then do I want to like, disrupt whatever they're doing or girl time or i don't even know so yeah i would have just i wouldn't have done shit yeah i wouldn't have done shit (laughs) that's i mean and that's like the other thing where it was like when gabby came over for the pool party i was like i don't know if i would have done it that way or not either you know what i mean it's just like it was just super confusing um but here the men get a chance to I guess redeem themselves by flirting poorly. So, uh. so, so we get, so they all get to this like house or like this. I don't know. Are they in a castle? This is the worst up. sequence ever filmed in the and history of the Bachelor or the Bachelorette. <laughs> I was just like comfortable, choking on my own vomit. I felt so uncomfortable. I was like squirming in my seat. I could not deal with this. They're just like sitting and kissing and it's like a weird kind of, it feels like perfunctory kissing. Um, it really Didn't strange. Like it. 
I felt uncomfortable and so did the men. Like they were like, should we be looking at the, like, should we leave? And then they were like, oh, we didn't see you there. Well, I guess it's time for us to teach you about romance. And then they didn't teach them anything. And they were just like, go flirt. Yeah. And then, and then Zach was like, I'm going to strangle you. That's how I show my love. And I was like, that's a bad idea. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to hug you so that your head is in a headlock. And that, to me, is love. And then, like, Ethan falls over. And then Meatball says something about Sex Panther, which is the best part of this (laughs) segment. Um, And then they have to, like, make out with their hands. Why? Why? Why are we in high school? It's all appalling. It's absolutely appalling. And, and then they're like, smell each other's armpits. <laughs> oh, and that goes on for way too long. The, the French people are like, oh, yes, the pheromones is the armpit. You must sniff the men blindfolded. And he's like, oh, God, no. <laughs> and no. Rachel like passes out when she smells meatballs armpit. <laughs> She's like, smell God. the onions. Um, and then they read like very bad poetry. The worst. Um, this is pure cringe. Just top to bottom. Whole, the whole segment was so bad. And I was like, I could have done without this. And I like don't really care about the wrestling segments, but you could have given me more wrestling and less of this. Like that would have been fine. I would have been fine. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so annoying. Um there's uh, but there is a nice moment at the end with Tyler and Rachel. And I do think Tyler's sweet. I just think he's like too young, maybe. Too yeah. young feeling. Um, but he is a business owner. He does operate on the boardwalk. Um, this was kind Barney. of a weird, a weird thing to say too. Uh, where Rachel's like, getting hurt is the best feeling because it means you're in love. And I was like, I get what you're no, saying. It's not. But the way she phrased it was weird. I'm like, I'd rather not feel hurt feelings. Ma'am, you read that in an Instagram story caption and I, I want you to think a little harder about this. Yeah, because that's not I, I don't want to get hurt. What are, come on. I just Ugh. feel like I just feel like she's like like was told that by her ex, you know? It's mm-hmm. like the, you know, better to have loved and lost than to ever loved at all or whatever. And I'm like, well, why do I want to lose something? It's like I romanticizing like it. something, but in kind of a gaslighty way. It's fun. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> like it's like, oh, well, if somebody treated you badly and made you question your sanity and like god okay i'm gonna uh invoke tiktok again but um somebody said something like some video i saw in there was like if you get really nervous like if you get butterflies and you're like always nervous to talk to somebody like for a long time right and you're always second guessing and you're worried about them texting you back and stuff that's not a good sign that's not a mm-hmm. good sign. Like you shouldn't feel that worried about someone you like texting you back or get that much of a rush from it because that probably means there's some kind of unhealthy dynamic going on. It should be a mm-hmm. lot easier and more normal than that. And that is the kind of thing that can get you into trouble thinking that the hurt feelings and the, oh, is he going to text back? Shit is okay. Yeah. That's it's, shit's not okay. No, no. Yeah. No. But yeah, just this, this do whole... what I did. <laughs> what so, did you do? Well, I just like showed up and then I just kept, I never left. I just kept showing up. And he that's didn't a, stop I mean, that's it. That's a good plan. 
Yeah, it's just, <laughs> I'm just saying it worked. Four just years be later. around until they say go away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and even when they say go away, you go, you don't mean that. You want me here. Um, <laughs> four years later, we own a house. Just saying, we have two dogs. Pretty cute. They they work. <laughs> I, yeah, I just, okay, so this whole thing, this whole, like, French romance thing, just to recap, one, these two <laughs> French people kissing, the most disgusting thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Two, the idea <laughs> of being like, okay, there's a woman standing there, go flirt with her. It, it, this is this is designed specifically to embarrass these guys. Like, there's no way to do that. Flirting has to be, like, completely contextual. It's not like there's anything for them to go off of. And I do find it hilarious that their default is, I'm going to, like, dance with you but not there's no music. And then the poetry is just like a knife in my stomach being twisted. I never want that. And then the only thing more disgusting than the two French people kissing each other is watching these guys like tongue jack their fists. Like I don't <laughs> need that in my life. Horrific yes. sequence. I am scarred, <laughs> irreparably scarred. If we've learned anything from The Sims, it's that you have to talk to someone, you have to tell a joke, you have to maybe go in for a hug, you have to do mm -hmm. all these before you flirt with them, before you kiss them. Yeah. Everybody Otherwise you get that. rejected. Yeah, everybody knows that. Uh, and then you get negative points and sometimes you get a little embarrassed mood lit and then and sometimes you'll like crawl into bed and then you're like, oh, I gotta get you out of bed. Like, I'm trying to get you to flirt with this person. I need th their inheritance. Um, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> And eventually Charlie. you buy the heart-shaped bed. Oh my God, that heart-shaped bed. Um, anyway. Okay, so then this is where Logan, we have, we have a villain forming and then we got another one in the wings. They're like lining up the villains for us. Mm. So Logan goes to Jesse and he's like, hi, I fucked up. I like Gabby. And Jesse's like, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> I got a problem. <laughs> I don't know what to do. And um, and then we get to the cocktail party. Um, and I can't remember exactly because I was so focused on Hayden. But I know at some point, Logan connects with Rachel and is like, hey, we have to talk. And then, but like yeah. they didn't get around to it because of all the other shit that was happening. Right. Sure. sure. Um, so. I do believe that Logan had every intention of talking to Rachel at the cocktail party. Yep. I think so too. I do believe that, but it got so weird <laughs> so fast. Um, there were some cute moments like, yeah. Oh, I wrote Gabby and Nate are so cute together and I'm rooting for them. But Jason is also a catch for real. <laughs> that was my note. Oh yeah. Um, They're both winners. I think it yeah. just comes down. Do you want a kid now or later or not yeah. at all? I think it's totally, and they're both like stand-up guys who have been very like loyal and singularly focused and seem put together, you know, in their own ways. Um, yeah, I just really like them both. And it's nice to like more than one person for each person because that never happens for me. Anyway, let's talk about Hayden and how much he fucking sucks. So, okay, so here's ah. here's all my here's all the things that are wrong with Hayden. Okay, number one, I own two dogs, right? Well, they own me. They own my heart. And who rescued whom? Um, <laughs> but you know, one of my dogs is like eleven and a half. The other one just turned a year old. They are my entire world. And if anything, especially 
my older dog. He is my soulmate. And I know this. And my partner also knows this. I'm like, sorry, this is my soulmate. So, and whenever he goes, I'm going, you're not going to be able to talk to me for like a month. It's going to be really bad. But I would do anything for him. If he was about to get hit by a car and I saw it, I would run out in front of that car to protect him because I know he would do the same for me. Okay. That is how close I am with this fucking dog. And if that dog of mine had a brain tumor, do you think I'm going on a reality TV show? Absolutely fucking not. There is nothing, oh, nothing this is that would get me on deranged. that show. It's th- this, whatever Hayden's doing here, he is on like, he is on some shit because yeah, like you said, one, he's like, yeah, so my dog has a big ass brain tumor and his head's caving in. He's probably got, you know, maybe a couple of months to live. So just so you know, it's pretty, you know, pretty big deal that I'm here with you, which, okay, fuck you, dude. And then yeah. he goes on, he's, he's like, here is my picture book that I brought of my cancer dog. And then the little cherry on top is he's like, also, I brought his favorite toy with me and I keep a piece of it in my pocket. But it's like, dude, your dog is dying of cancer and you took his favorite fucking yes. toy with you? This is what I'm saying. <laughs> it's move. all, it's, it all feels like fakery, right? Like, yeah. I'm just Dog's like. Dog's not real. I'm a dog truther. The dog <laughs> no, no, is no, not, I'm not real. Saying that. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. <laughs> what I'm saying is, I don't know what kind of relationship you have with your fucking dog. But like, if that was me and my dog, I would not be going anywhere. The exactly. world would shut down <laughs> if, you know, I would just be singularly focused on my dog. Can I, I mean, at least once a week, I'm crying with my dog. I am not exaggerating either. I look him in the eye and I'm sobbing and I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do when you're gone. And I love you and I'm going to miss you so much. And you are my everything. And I just, you know, I feel lucky that I got one of those dogs in my lifetime because some people never mm-hmm. get it. And I feel very, very special. But I am a fucking wreck. And he's 11 and a half and he's in perfect health. He's got lots of years ahead of him. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do without you. And he's fine. He's got like some arthritis and cataracts, but he's totally fine. You know? Yeah. That's me reacting to my healthy dog. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine if he had a brain oh, oh yeah brain I'm not tumor going you're like anywhere. sorry going to reality tv i'm gonna go on reality tv yeah. so that i can sell poop tea no i'm not yeah. doing that because you're never it's... gonna get that time back exactly exactly yeah. so it's, it's not human. even a matter of if hayden is full of shit it's how much shit is he full of plus what we already know about what he already said so this just feels like the most slimy psychotic shit ever I, I I cannot deal with it. The only Dude. thing that I enjoyed about this is his dog's name is Rambo. So yes. if you are watching this, especially with the captions on and you have zero context, you think that like he is just like hopelessly in love with Sylvester Stallone, which I think is funny. But yeah, other than that, there's nothing good world. here. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So that's, so that's like super annoying. So then, and then, so I don't know how Rachel, how he, I mean, I know how he thought Rachel was supposed to react, but it was like, she's getting pulled in a million different directions. He's telling her the story. Also, she has the context clue of, well, he's here. So he felt comfortable enough coming here uh, and leaving his dog for the time being to be here. Mm -hmm. And she was like, oh, that's, you know, that's really sad. I'm sorry to hear that, whatever. And maybe she's a cat person. I don't know. 
Rachel could totally be a cat person. Between the two of them, I would I would put money on Rachel being a cat person and Gabby being a dog person. That's just me. Yeah. Um, but whatever. So maybe, you know, and not everybody feels that way about animals and pets. Like, and that's fine. Like, not everybody gets. And also, it's not her dog. And she just met yeah. you. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's so what like, did she get? Yeah. So she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. You know? And then he's like, he's like, well, I thought she should have been more you know, emotional about my dog. I just, why isn't this woman? I barely know (laughs) upset about my dog. (laughs) I thought I would get more than that. And I'm like, I don't know what you thought you were going to get, but I thought she was like, I didn't like manufactured there, but come on. If I said that to somebody, I wouldn't expect them to be like, Oh my God, I'm so gutted. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like I expect them to be like, I'm so sorry. Um, and so, so he's like all pissed off and he's like bitching about it to the men, right? And then Meatball mm-hmm. just jumps into hero mode and he's like, right. no, this shit is not okay. You are bad mouthing my Rachel that I've decided mm-hmm. is my Rachel now. I, I fucked up the first time. I'll admit it. I just kind of blacked out and I was like, oh, no. I And then I realized my folly and I'm here. It's fine. And he's like, I'm going to. I was put here for a reason. She let me stay here for a reason. And I am going to do right by her. And do right by her he did. And he's like, this is what you got to know. That he's talking about your boobs in a derogatory way. He's saying, I don't trust those bitches. You know, I just Mm -hmm. don't think someone like this should be in the house. And by the way, have you noticed Rachel's surprised face? It's the same every time. And it's like that emoji that's like, oh, like... You know, pure <laughs> like she looks just like that. Have you noticed? Next time no, you'll she does. see it. She She's looks like, like an emoji. <laughs> she totally like emojis out. Oh. And so Meatball's telling her all this and she's like, are you serious? And he's like, the hero yes. we need, not the one we deserve. Thank you, Meatball. She's like, oh, my God. Um, And so she pulls Hayden aside and then he has the absolute nerve. To be like, because he's like, well, I think I know what this is about, you know, and she's like, oh, you do. And he's like, well, I assume it's about Rambo. And she just looks at him and she's like, you think it's about the dog? You think this is about (laughs) the dog? And he's like, well, I would hope so. The way that you talk to me, I was expecting an apology. And she's like, uh, no, (laughs) it's about the way like you say you like dogs, but you called me a bitch. Well, how how does you square that, buddy? I'm not a dog. And then he's and then he's just like still like, God, I don't know, like coming up with excuses and backpedaling and just kind of like being like, oh, I didn't do that. You know, it's like, yeah, OK, go. Goodbye. I'm going to usher you out. And then he's like and then he starts crying at the end. He's like, I think it's time to be with Rambo now. And I'm like, fuck you. You could have been with Rambo this whole time. Like, what yeah, are you, you shouldn't have been here, dude. Yeah, just- I. Ugh. Sorry, I and I hate to be that judgmental, but he was a dick. So yeah, trash goblin. Uh, Don't like him. Now I will <laughs> say he did apologize. Um, I'm not saying it's genuine. I didn't look at. I didn't look up his original. Um, like oh, he apologized post- on the internet because he certainly didn't do it in the episode. Right. He was just like, he no, what are you talking about? He apologized <laughs> on the internet, and we'll see what happens. And you know, the men tell all, but um. He, let's see. I'm trying to find out. Dude, if they show Rambo pictures and the audience at the Mentel all goes, ah, I'm going to be so pissed. 
No, I think they'll go boo, boo, Ram. No, no, symp- no sympathy for Hayden. Just silence. Yeah. But I mean, I do. I always care about the dog. Um, oh, I care about the dog. I just don't care about his feelings. One thing <laughs> that he said was, and I didn't, I, I didn't remember that he said this, that why he wondered why anyone in the house would want to marry either of the women. What a trash goblin. Um, and then he goes, and then he said to like the men, he's like, uh, Oh, I don't think. Oh, yeah, I remember this. He's like, I don't think I said anything wrong, to be honest with you. My dumbass uses the same verbiage that Gabby uses to describe herself, and she didn't like that. Well, bitch, maybe you shouldn't use that word to describe yourself then. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's like it's like that idea of, you know, like, I can tell you, like, I can shit on the people I'm close to, but you can't. You know, like, I can make fun of this person, yeah. but you can't. Like, what are you doing? I can there's, be there's self-deprecating, but if you insult exactly. me, I'm going to punch you. What the hell? What are you doing? Um, and then, but apparently, let's see, I'm trying to find the apology. Oh, 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 okay. Caitlin, Caitlin Bristow on Twitter said, please let me know how Hayden's dog is. And if he got a stuffy back, that's literally all I care about right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And so people are like, if he cared about Rambo so much, why did he leave him? Right? Like, Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, using the dog to get sympathy points is gross. Hayden better not be in paradise because that means he leaves the dog again. hundred percent. So apparently he said, let's see. Um, for those who watch tonight's, oh wait, here, let me just go to his Instagram. Ugh, I really would rather not, but, um, he said, for those who watched tonight's episode, you saw me at my absolute worst and lowest moment. Oh, there's like a woe is me. Um, I've always tried to carry myself with humility and respect for others. However, my complete lapse of judgment was not only disappointing, but it was absolutely unacceptable. I genuinely want to express my deepest apologies to both Gabby and Rachel for my actions. I take full responsibility for not being the man I was raised to be in those moments, especially towards these two wonderful, deserving ladies who I truly do respect. I really hate how the season ended, but this experience was not one that I was mentally or emotionally prepared for with the current things going on in my life. <sighs> Despite how everything transpired, it was an amazing experience that I will never forget and will learn from my wish. Gabby and Rachel all the best and hope they can accept my apology. Mm. Um, and he limited the comments. <laughs> yeah. I mean, of course he limited his comments fine, but also like I've, I've, I've seen you, man. I've seen you on TV being a doofus. I've seen your dog manipulation. I don't trust you. Yeah, calling some like calling someone a bitch and like and like being so derogatory towards women. Like, I'm sorry. Like, you know what's weird? Um, I lost like I lost a dog at two. She was two years old, and it didn't turn me into like a hateful misogynist. Super weird how that. Yeah, kind of wild. So strange, so strange. I think he's just using it as an excuse. And um, but I wanted to read his apology. So you know, if there's any Hayden stands out there listening to this episode, what? Why are you here? But um, but if <laughs> you are, stand. if you are out there, you know, um, I wanted to be fair and show that like I read his apology. Um, but yeah, he's trash. Um, and Meatball is like seriously heroic. And I'm really proud of him. I'm so proud. We of love him. our little Meatball. He's going to do great on Paradise. I oh love how God. he keeps yes. finding ways to stick around, though. He's like a little cockroach. I love him. He's Stay sweet. forever, Meatball. He is sweet. Oh, I do have, by the way, um, not not like uh, Paradise news, but well, kind, but like Bachelor news. And that's, okay. did, did you hear? Um, who Madison is engaged to. Madison is engaged to her boyfriend nine months in. 
to this guy uh, Grant Trout. His Trout? last name is Trout. He's a Trout. speaker. He's a speaker and a minister to athletes and churches. Sounds awful. Um, <laughs> I also heard some news about uh, what's his name. Oh my gosh, I totally had it. Remember that like uh, really uh, snobby dude who um, was like really into like. Oh God! It started with a B. Do you know what I'm Bennett. About? Bennett. Thank mm-hmm. you. I heard some news about him too. I'm trying to remember what it was because I thought he was like with somebody. Unless he was with. Oh, he's I think he just got too. engaged, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's engaged to a yoga teacher, um, Emily Chen. Um, that's like probably a good balance. Sure. Yeah. He's he's yeah. a fine. He's fine. But we like Bennett. He's. Uh, he's a little too he's a cartoon character. I mean, I just think he's kind of funny. He is. Um, he, he doesn't seem real. He's <laughs> no, he I mean, he's doesn't. a nice enough guy, but he has this like weird, like New York finance thing about him that seems oh, yeah. completely unreal. And I, I don't get it, but Hey, you know, whatever. But yeah, they look really good together. And, um, the picture that I see of them as a couple, her dress is stunning, stunning. So mm. good for them. Um, <laughs> of course, the classic E! News opening sentence. It looks like Bachelor Nation's Bennett Jordan has given out his final rose. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, Forget it. So goofy. Um, anyway, I just wanted to throw in that Bachelor Nation news. I am in the loop. I am in touch. Um, That's okay, right. So we get, we get to the rose ceremony. Because of all this kerfuffle, Logan didn't get a chance to talk to Rachel. So then we get his inner monologue. By the way, I really don't think Logan is like hot shit. So I really, but anyway, um, I don't get the appeal. Like he's just absolutely not my type. So I'm just like, no, I don't understand. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't get it either. I just think it's funny that he's like, <laughs> he's found himself in a situation where there's actually no good option. Every option is extremely bad and he doesn't know what to do. And this is, this is amazing. What transpires. Yeah, this whole thing is just, like, extremely stressful to me. Like, I really just, like, I feel awkward for him, you know? And he's and so you just see his, like, you know, inner monologue. And I was, like, I was kind of half hoping that he wouldn't get picked this week. And it would be I, all this build-up. I think he was build half up. hoping that, too. <laughs> like, just so someone makes a choice for me. I just can't stand it, right? Um, And so... He's like, what am I going to do? Just keep accepting roses? I can't do that. That's not right. Oh, what do I do? Blah, 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 blah. You know, whatever. Um, so Gabby ends up giving roses to Nate, Johnny, Michael, and Mario. And then Rachel gives um, to Avon, Zach, Logan, and Meatball. And so when we get to Logan, um, I was like, oh, what's going to happen? And he's like, Yes. And then she's like, we'll talk later. I promise. And he's like, okay. And he's like, oh, God. <laughs> oh, I got a stomach ache. Like, so I don't know how this is all going to turn out, but I think it's going to make Rachel implode a little bit more than she already has. Cause it's like, oh, my God, to add insult to injury. Like, I finally thought I had a pool of guys who are all here for me. And then week five, Week five, some guy goes, oh, I messed up. And like, yeah. if Gabby takes him in, I think she does. I mean, it kind of seems like she does based on the s- stuff, you know? But then it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, then the men get insecure on Gabby's side. Rachel's feeling insecure. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's just like, 
It's too oh, much. Oh, yeah. There's too much. nothing you, good you can do here. It's no. It's, <laughs> it, like the, the, the twisting, it's, it's twisting the knife because it's, you know, does he say no to the rose after she's had this devastating, horrible week where she's said specifically she's tired of being rejected? Do you take the rose knowing that you shouldn't take the rose, that it's probably the wrong thing to do? Or is it the right thing to do? Because maybe it could hurt her later and not now because shit, she's had a rough day. Yeah, you don't you don't <laughs> want to say no at another rose ceremony, right? Like that wouldn't have been the right play. If he had said no right in that moment, that would have been a bad idea. Yeah. Because and then that we have takes the, the rose away of, from her. Yeah, exactly. And, and we yeah. have the background of him trying to do this. And it's like, okay, well, you know, realistically, these guys are split between two women. In the beginning, they were supposed to figure out who they liked, but also you don't get a lot of time with these women. So it's reasonable to think that you could make a wrong decision. Uh, or maybe you just don't like the girl you're with. You're like, well, maybe the other one. I don't know. There's all kinds of things going on here. And it's just wonderful because I don't think he's that great. I don't think he's hot shit. I don't think he's, you know, like, what are you just going to ditch one girl and the other one's going to welcome you with open arms? I don't know, but there's literally not a single good thing he can do. He's the most reluctant villain of all time. It's great. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I think they are trying to paint him as a villain the same way that they tried to paint like Mara as a villain, you know, where I was like, mm -hmm. she's not really a villain. You know, she's just like, Oh, he's like, Oh shit. Oh <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, this is just so awkward. Um, no, it's like it's like he he like walked into the bank to just make a deposit, and then someone accidentally handed him a gun, and then they accidentally handed him like the key to the vault. He's like, oh shit, oh fuck, what do I do? Ah, should I rob the bank? I... <laughs> it's just like it's comical almost. Yeah, it's like, this is a real Larry David situation for him. <laughs> someone recut. Logan's ending on this episode with the curb music. It's gonna go viral. Um, yeah, so it's yeah, I'm just gonna be super uncomfortable whenever that happens. It's gonna bum me out. But like I mm -hmm. said, if if Rachel wants to have a good season, Gabby as well, they gotta focus on the cups that are intact and not the ones that are spilled. I feel like everything is just amplified because like the stakes feel higher. Everything got cut down because even though it's like you've got more men than ever, it's like, but their dating pool is smaller than most mm -hmm. contestants because they had to get rid of a ton right away because they basically both cut their dating pools in half. Yep, exactly. So exactly. That's, that's why I said I thought it should have started with more than like the number of men that they had because I can do yeah. math. Um. So I knew that that was going to be odd what, and it was. And now it's like, yeah, if you pick somebody and they don't pick you back, you just lose a rose. <laughs> yeah. Boo. It's, that's tomato. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> um, what are your predictions, I guess, for like top, let's say top four for each. Oh, that's hard. Well, uh, I asked the hard questions. I'm trying to think here. I think for Gabby. I got to pull up the contestant list again. <laughs> I mean, we've got like Nate is obvious, right? Nate He's is totally be a top obvious. Guy. Yeah. Um, shit. I don't know. I feel like Tino is, he's a surefire thing. For Rachel? Uh, yeah. And then we got, we have Spencer, hmm, who seems yeah. 
like he's he's a, a good choice. Tyler, whose arms are bigger than we all thought. Yeah, uh, Tyler just seems better. like such like a little dude, and then you're like, whoa, and he's like, well, I got to throw all those basketballs. Yeah, you're yeah. Like, oh, right. That makes sense. <laughs> Meatball, I love you, but it's not it's not going to happen. Um, Zach's Zatch. at the top of the list is Zatch. Are you saying that because of Erich? <laughs> Erich and Erich and Zatch. Yeah, Zatch, Zatch is weird because he's just like a blockhead. I don't know what he is other than like a Duplo man. I don't like. What do you mean? I think he's really sweet. He is. He's I, nice, but like, what, what's what's he doing? What's he doing? But that whole you know, plane, just, that whole plane thing, that's gonna yeah. buy him a couple weeks because that was like a really big moment for Rachel. I think. Yeah, I, I think Rachel's world is going to spiral. So <laughs> I could see Rachel just like, ah, gosh, it's entirely possible that she either like it's Tino or bust for her. Like for Rachel, Tino is the only one that I see who is like a viable endgame guy because everyone else is just kind of like freaked out by the politics and and her insecurities and their own insecurities and just this whole process. It's just chaos on her side. So yeah, Tino is like the calm in the storm. He's definitely mm -hmm. like, I would say final, like if we're looking at final two, I mean, maybe we'll see more from um, Avon too. Cause I feel like we just mm -hmm. haven't like seen a lot, but he keeps showing up and he seems like, normal and cool which is why like we're not seeing him on camera you know and yeah, he might be yeah. one of those like later in the season people who just kind of like starts to pop up so i think in terms of like top four i would say it would definitely be avon zach tyler and tino like there's nobody else really it could be and we're basically mm -hmm. there anyway um and then yeah i would say final two it's definitely going to be tino and then maybe it's tino and zach at the end that's unless Avon like really kind of like comes up out of nowhere and really yeah. sweeps her off her feet that's who i see for her in the end that she's deciding between and then with gabby yeah. i think yeah, at this point, I mean, because Gabby seems to like Johnny a lot, but like we have not seen anything of Johnny. And I mm -hmm. don't think Logan's going to make it with this like play. And Mario no. was also like very, very gung ho for Gabby at the beginning, but we haven't seen a lot from him. But he's getting the next one on one, right? Or, yep. Right? Yeah. So, so that, that could, that could swing things a little bit. Johnny yeah. is interesting to me because I don't, I don't, what is his thing? He's I, a I realtor. Just, He's like 25, right? But like yeah. he's got like I'm 40 and I've done uh, like a few Hollywood movies in like 2002. Like that's what he looks like to me. Uh, <laughs> I'm not saying he's there's nothing wrong with him. I just he's got this he's got this weird presence and aura about him that I cannot put my finger on. Uh, well, Johnny is a laid back, simple man who wants to find love just like the rest of us. OK, that makes sense. And he's 40. Uh, yeah, and he I, likes I, I don't he know. likes people who love Barry White and Frank Sinatra. <laughs> yeah, because he's old. He's an old yeah. man. Yeah, his yeah he loves to make corny jokes and fishing, and his childhood dream was to be a rapper. Huh. Red mm. flag. Um. <laughs> he's the next Macklemore, folks. Oh yeah, my god, I, I don't know. At this point, it seems like Gabby just has a much stronger team 
of yes. people where it's like, I see them getting to the end now, or I see the potential path, like the lane for them. Whereas on Rachel's side, she still has, if we're using like the basketball metaphor here, she doesn't have a strong team. She has a mascot in meatball. She's got, you know, a, a guy she had to cut because he's a, a cancer dog psychopath, man. Then we've got all these other guys where it's just like, you know, maybe a few have potential to, to really be something, but on the whole, I'm not seeing anything from these guys. Yeah. I really do like Gabby. I mean, I feel like I'm more like Gabby and I also like the men that are liking Gabby. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm like, I'm just really liking that pool better for sure. And yeah, it's hard for me to say, cause I'm like, I'm interested to see what happens with Mario. I'm interested to see what happens with Spencer because we haven't mm -hmm. seen very much from them and they both seem very interested. So I'm looking forward to seeing how that develops based on what we're seeing right now, I wouldn't be surprised if it was down to Nate and Jason at the very end. And I think those would be, she'd be great. She'd be in good shape. You know, like that's, that's like yeah. a really good place to be. Yeah. Um, I, just I just really I have, don't I get concerns. the Logan stuff. <laughs> no, I, I don't get the Logan stuff. It just stuff. really bothers me. <laughs> I think Rachel's in a really like fragile state. And on top of that, when she does have good moments, when she does have these, you know, positive, like one-on-one -on -one interactions or whatever, some of the conversations she gets into, I, I think it's like, it, it's almost like it feels deep. And the way that they talk about it ad nauseum, it, it seems like it's deep. But then you think about it, you're like, it's not really like her biggest concern is she wants to know if it's okay. If one of her boyfriends on the show knows that she has a job is she's like, is it cool if I have a job where I travel sometimes? It's like, yes. Who cares? Who gives a shit? And if they do care, get rid of them. Like that, yeah. it, it seems like that should be a pretty instantaneous conversation. And then the kids thing too, where it gets drawn out and drawn out and drawn out. It's a simple thing. It's like, okay, so uh, I have a job where I travel a lot and I won't be home, you know, five days a week at 5 p.m. or whatever. Is that cool? Yes. Okay. I would like to have children. Is that cool? Yes. Okay. Like, let's move on right. to other things. Do we have complimentary <laughs> schedules at Life Goals? Cool. So now let's talk about, like, something else. Yeah. yeah. And whereas she frames the logistical things as the biggest issue. And I'm like, I don't know if that's the biggest issue, Rachel. Yeah, that's a but. good point. And I do feel like, especially... Well, I feel like Gabby with Nate and with Jason did a lot of, like, emotional connecting with them. Yes, Where, yes. And with Eric, too, to be fair. Although I just don't, I don't know. I just don't care about Eric. Wow, well, it's, it's weird mullet. Um, e Rich. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, I feel like she's talked a lot about, and and also is getting, like, the emotional reassurance that she needs, especially from Jason, where it's just like, yeah, if somebody doesn't like what you're bringing to the table, they don't deserve to sit at the table with you. So don't forget that. And I also think she believes that. Like, it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's natural to have that shake your confidence. But I do think she believes that deep down. Like, yeah, I do deserve this. So I think that's yeah. great. Um, okay, so that's all I've got until next time. And if you're listening to this, you might have listened to our last episode uh, basically two in a row because I just put that up. So 
you're welcome for the binge listening. I totally didn't do it on purpose. I just was like, I feel like it's going to be really hard to put these tracks together. And then it was very easy. And I was like, why did it take so long to do that? So, uh, (laughs) but we'll see you next week. Uh, We should be on a more normal schedule at this point, I think. And uh, uh, we'll be ready for the, for the SHIT show whenever it happens. And until then, take care of yourselves and others. Be kind, be safe, be healthy. Don't get monkeypox, please. We need you to be around to listen to us. Yeah, and don't do needle drugs. <laughs> the way you said that. Ugh. Ugh, like it's obvious. Come on. What are you? Ha! Ah.